What's up, Internet, and welcome to On the Screen, the monthly podcast where we discuss a variety of topics revolving around the media we consume on the screen. I'm Tomato Man from Yield Tomato Gaming on YouTube, and joining us today, as always, and or most of the time, is Zombie Hand and Geek Scorpio from Gaming Theater Presents. Hello! As well as Stella Dragon 14 from her YouTube channel. And today, we're going to cover some of our favorite mid-game bosses. Ooh. And or villains, so, I suppose. So Mid-games? <laughs> yes. So, effectively, this is a, um, a boss character that you encounter roughly halfway through the game, give or take. And this can be a kind of a throwaway character as far as I'm concerned, or one that was important to the plot up to that point, or even just one that proved a difficulty curve in the game. Okay. Hmm. That's a tough one. Ain't it, though? Thanks, Leo. Oh, I did that. Yay! <laughs> Thanks, Leo. No problem. I've got, like, <laughs> two in mind... Um, wow, he beats me pretty good on that. I knew what we were doing. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess I'll start since I got it. The two uh, mid-game boss characters I like, and I know this one will get a lot of flack uh, from some people, but in Arkham City for uh, from the the Arkham Knight trilogy, um, you know, the Rocksteady games? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in it, uh, in Arkham City specifically, one of the boss fights that you have to deal with is Mr. Freeze. And what I really enjoyed about it, and pun semi-intended, is that the Mr. Freeze fight from that, in order, you have to, and this is a spoiler, you have to break up his suit. But you cannot break the suit the same way twice. Oh, that's right. This is the boss fight that actually made me stop playing the game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never finished Arkham City, also because I didn't think it was as good as Arkham Asylum. It just felt like Arkham Asylum, but bigger, with nothing new or innovative to it. Oh, yeah. But this is about the mid-game boss, not the game. Like, yeah, Arkham I City, also... I agree with that. <laughs> I'm just saying, the Mr. Freeze boss fight is literally the point where I stopped playing. Theater. <laughs> um, it was either going to be Mr. Freeze... If, if it was just one from the series like my favorite is Mr. Freeze but dang if Scarecrow wasn't so super cool in that I I actually did enjoy that boss fight the Scarecrow one it was intense it was it was definitely uh, different mm -hmm. yeah but the Mr. Freeze fight uh, I give it up just because of the fact that in order to beat him you can't do the same trick twice that was yeah that was that was pretty clever. But it's hard. Yeah, yeah it, 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 it can get really annoying. It, yeah, it is not easy. Yeah, it makes you think, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's it's not just about a pattern. It's you about... I didn't think. <laughs> but what if I want to spam the same trick multiple times? What I'm good at. No, oh. shut up, though. <laughs> And I'm good at doing it. the same thing over and over and over again. I'm a button masher. <laughs> I hit the button. I hit the button good. Ah, uh, it's not my fault my character didn't do the thing I told them to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Probably my second favorite uh, mid-boss character, and Liz is going to hate me for it for not thinking of it quick enough, Um, Ultros from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, okay. I don't know why I didn't think that one, but, um, yeah. Now, kind of, Ultros, for the people who don't know, is, uh, I need to get a picture of that, yeah, that crazy octopus. It's basically an octopus there you go. that comes out of, kind of, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. I have a sticker of him on the cover of my laptop. That's because he's amazing. Lee, weird and creepy. <laughs> Yeah, like, see, this is one of those ones too, where it's not just it? that it's a mid, it's not just a mid boss, it's a reoccurring mid boss. Yeah, won't stop coming back. But yeah. probably my favorite is a uh, time you deal with him, is when you're in the opera scene. 
Yes, because doesn't he start and playing along with the opera? No, no. So like the opera sequences happen, and then when the when you go into the, uh, after this uh, big dramatic opera, um, Ultra shows up to get his revenge. And the part of this that always makes me laugh about it is you hear the band, uh, him crash into the into the band and make his way on the stage. <laughs> None of the people there are are waiting are wanting to leave. They're not they're not trying to to get out. And the band just sort of basically looks at you like, oh, what do we do? All right, keep playing, keep playing. Let's just let's just keep playing. Go, just go, just go. And like they do a special uh, cutscene, uh, a special song. Uh, they dance for this fight, trying to make it look like it's just part of the show, guys. Everyone, just part of the show, just part of the game. Nobody panic. Uh, nobody worry. <laughs> totally planned. <laughs> totally planned. This. this totally <laughs> planned. Oh my god. It's me again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would count him as a mid boss because it's a reoccurring fight you do over and over for ultras before he eventually gives up. Yeah, like, the one I remember most vividly, mostly because I don't like raft segments, is the one where he uh, jumps in uh, and chases you, you know, when you're on a raft. Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm going to show the old PC version here. So this is going to be Liz's favorite picture we post all day, I think. I'm not going to let you through. Robber, robber, robber. God, that, that smile, it looks like a really crummy mustache. <laughs> he styles mm. it. Ah, yes. Ah, okay. What a glorious and luxurious mustache. Yes. Mm. So I actually was going to say, oh, I've got a good one for a favorite, but then I'm like, no. The one I thought of was the exact opposite, so I can't really go with it. <laughs> I, mean, I only had two. I only wanted to limit it to two options. Yeah, really like, the, I guess the one I'm thinking of, like, it's memorable, so I guess, like, that. I guess maybe they could almost equate this to a memorable mid-boss instead. Um, but, oh, you know what? No, I'm just going to go with one that I do like, um, which is actually technically a secret boss. And that's going to be uh, the... Uh, the monster in the safe in Final Fantasy VII. Monster in the safe. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I fought that secret boss. Uh, did you get Vincent? Yes. Then you yes. fought this monster. Oh. Well, then maybe I don't remember it. Then again, uh, it is, it's been forever since I've played the original Yeah, one. so I, I just clicked. Uh, so I'm going to post pictures here, starting with... Um, the form that he starts as because it's a multi-form it's actually called the lost number did someone really i'm sorry i was it didn't update and i just now saw that i think a mobile port picture <laughs> yeah. posted yes, of I did. Ultros, and uh -huh. i'm disgusted with i'm disgusted hey so leo you remember that thing i said the, the picture she's going to hate most the whole night. I thought you said that I was going to love the most the whole night. No, hate, well, yeah, love to hate, he was maybe. Being facetious. Mm. Well, mm. this here is um, the lost number. When you first encounter him. Oh, I remember this guy. Oh, yep. I remember him. Yeah. Um, I do not remember him, but I did get Vincent. So, so yeah. I so, called him Tie-Dye Man. He so the, he has like a, a neat gimmick, which is um, that depending on how you fight him, um, whatever you did more damage to him in, whether it was magic or physical attack, he when he hits half health will transform into one of two halves fully, and he will become highly resistant to whatever you damaged him with most the first half of the fight. Oh, hate it. Thank you. So basically, no, it's a clever, if, it's a clever <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I liked it because it forced you to, you know, think differently to strategize and understand that some enemies are going to adapt to your play style. Mm -hmm. And that was something that, at least back then, I thought was, like, oh, crazy. Yeah. Similar to some Psycho Mantis stuff. 
You like yeah. to play Castlevania. <laughs> or, you know, on the GameCube, Super Mario Sunshine. <laughs> but, uh, no, this, this was one that I actually kind of enjoyed for the reason that it made you um, kind of change things up and didn't, like... I guess, like, it didn't punish you aggressively for it. Because in the same process, he gets weaker, though not to the same degree that he strengthens himself, to the opposite. So, like, oh, if you did a crap ton of melee damage, but you also did some magic damage, you might notice that um, the magic damage is going to be a little bit more effective even before he did the shift. So... Mm -hmm. It was it was a fun little fight. Um, the first like getting to it was a nightmare, but that's because getting Vincent was a nightmare because of that stupid puzzle where you have to find the numbers written all over the mansion. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was. I had to actually get a walkthrough. Like I didn't look it up because I think I was only like twelve, and at the time I was like, I don't know what internet is. It's round, but I. Bleh. So I actually had my dad buy me a, a physical copy of the walkthrough for it specifically so I could get through that. Oh, I love that. I don't like, Ugh. I don't understand yeah. internet. Give me book. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now well, it's we, the opposite. We had a really, really slow computer at the time. And my parents had drilled into me that the internet was evil. So, you know. I mean... <laughs> they aren't wrong. <laughs> the only um, thing the internet is good for is bad things. So and I'm I'm gonna like just mention one other creature or I guess mid boss from this game, but I just want to point out that the mid bosses in general I really enjoyed in the Final Fantasy series, and seven had a couple with gimmicks, including um Ginataka which you're not going to remember him by name, and I sure as hell didn't. I absolutely have a picture in front of me. Uh, and, Is this uh, something that I played? Yeah, because it's the same game. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you can just throw a phoenix down on him and just kill him immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or cast a life I'm on him. I'm going to get you. I let phoenix down. Oh. Yeah. So, like, that was... It's like, it's it's... like the one boss in uh, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VIII. Eight is what I was going to go with. They, they, they all yeah. have, like, almost all of them have one at this point. And I think it's really neat that they, like, do that. Just because, again, it shows you that these enemies, these creatures, they're all different. And even things that you are traditionally told are going to help it, because they help you too, are going to damage it. Yeah, it's all the always the undead ones, though. Yeah. It's yeah. the opposite of helping. It's exactly. funny because I actually, I learned that one out of spite. Um, <laughs> so in 10, that, that same boss has the, you know, they cast death on your party members where they basically make your party members undead. And then if you try to use health potions or holy or, you know, anything healing on them, it actually hurts them. And so at one point I was getting so mad because I, I could not get through it. And I got so mad that I ended up being like, you know what? Here, you have one then. See how you like it. And I threw a phoenix down on it. It just, dead. And I'm like, well, I think I just spent a good four hours trying to figure that out. That's four hours wasted. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was. That's rough. Uh so but yeah, fun. like the mid bosses in the Final Fantasy series in general are usually pretty darn good. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about as far as I got. That's all I could think of right now. <laughs> uh, um, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> Do you need me to flip um, a coin, you two? Um, I uh, like we have ourselves a friendly standoff, like friendly <laughs> comma standoff. Um, no, so I might think of another one later. Um, it's, it's like every, every time I'm surprised with a topic, I'm like, what, what video games have I even played? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have never played a video game in my life. 
Um, that's what fake. is a mid boss? That's fake news. What is a mid boss? <laughs> what is a boss really? A boss by any other name? Um, so the only one I could think of off the top of my head, and I don't even know if this is one that I genuinely enjoyed or if it's one that I just remember because I found a way to cheat it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the lobster boss halfway through Parasite Eve. Oh my god. <laughs> This yeah. boss sucks. Like it has long range. It's stupid. It's stupid. Like bubble thing can like spray across the whole screen, and you have to either have a ton of healing items because you know you're not going to dodge all of the attacks, or just be really good and try and dodge the attacks. But I remember I got it on the PSP, and um, I so I was replaying it on the PSP. My dad and I had played it um when I was younger. But he played it. Uh, I just watched. And when we got it on the PSP, he was playing on his PSP Go. And I was playing on the PSP. And I remember he got stuck at, on that boss. And he gave up. He would not play that game because he was so mad at it. And so I got there and I was like, all right, I'm prepared to be really pissed about it. And I was for a long time. But I was like determined to get past it. And then I just discovered on accident that if you hide behind its claws, like you have to be right up next to it. So if it starts moving towards you, like you have to be on the move as soon as it stops attacking. But if you just hide behind its little claw on either side, none of its attacks can reach you. <laughs> and really? so it's just like, yeah, none of its attacks will get you. And so like, cause it uses, I think like eye lasers and then like a bubble beam kind of thing. And just like shoots these across the screen, but none of it circles back towards itself. And so if you manage to stay behind its claw, like, like I said, you really got to be on the move. Okay. But... Okay. The crab. Okay. I was like lobster. Oh crab. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, the little crab dude, and then you just hide behind its little claw. Although that one looks like it's missing one. Probably got... Probably because you already marked it. Yeah. That's what the crab looks like, I think? Yeah. That's the one. And yeah. That one. Yeah! Uh... It was big yeah, green eyes. it's very pretty. <laughs> so pretty. Yeah, I was so thinking for a second, okay. Lobster, do you mean, like, the, the double dog head thing? How is a double dog head thing a lobster? Because Seriously, it's, it's red? It's crustacean-ish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stab you both. Uh, <laughs> here, you know what? I'll, I'll show you what I mean by that. I'm looking at eh? my game room to see that. if there's... That, thank you, yes. Because it's um... large and red? Yes. Uh, those do look like... Well, uh... Crab legs. I was I gonna say it's like the lobster antennae tentacle things. Okay. All right. I guess I can see that. I would okay. go with like a Cerberus because it's got three heads, but now that I look at it, it's one head split in three parts. Uh, there is a third head, but it's mush down below. That is god awful. Yeah, it's called <laughs> Kerberos. Oh, so with a K. With a K. Whatever. So you're you whatever. I just did. Oh shit. <laughs> you got me there. Uh, okay, I think I might have another one. Um, we can also circle back around. I'm looking through my game room at whatever I've got going on just to see what I can right? find. Um, I had to go through my Steam list to be like, what games have I played? <laughs> I'm like, I have a whole bunch of game stuff here, like paraphernalia around my room, and I'm like, what has a mid-game boss? <laughs> I mean, I'm um, surprised the Resident Evil fans don't go with like the alligator. That one's a fun one. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's not a favorite, I was, though. I was actually going to say, and I don't think that it's it's like mid-game, but it's not beginning and it's not end, so it's in the middle somewhere. Um, but I am going to say Sander Cohen from Bioshock, because I love Sander Cohen, and he's a terrible, messed-up human being, and I think that he's like, he em embraces the crazy artist, and as an artist, I just appreciate that about him. That's fair. So, so I really like Sander Cohen, and um, you don't have to kill him. That's that's something that not everybody really gets because when he so you have to go through his whole level, and you have to 
freeze different um, splicers, I believe. Um, okay, to, I do remember that now. Now that you describe yeah. that. Yeah, he, you go around and freeze them, because he wants sculptures to create his masterpiece. And then when you finish his level, he's he comes down the stairs and he talks to you. And you don't have to fight him. You absolutely can just like walk away from him. Because after he creates his masterpiece, he's like, oh, it's amazing. All right, you can go. Like, I think he, I don't think he actually says you can go. Like, you have to, he, he talks at you a lot. So I but didn't understand this thing, like, at all when I played the game. So, yeah, he is, like, super dead. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but you don't have to, like, fight him here so he gives you the option uh or like you have the option so if you you can just leave and he will just stay there and enjoy his artistic self for a while um or if you do kill him you get a new plasmid so it's beneficial to you but i think later if you leave him alive you can actually go into his apartment later and it gives you something down the like a new weapon or something i don't remember the trade-off but you don't have to kill him. But I always liked him, and I always liked his little boss fight because he he's a fun one. And I think it might just be because he's a fun guy. He's not. He's really messed up, but I like that about him. So I remember getting to Sandra Cohen the first time uh, after finishing his stole stuff. Yes, uh, yes, you can just go on your merry way. I And I was so confused with that, just going, oh, you know what? You're crazy. I'm just going to leave. <laughs> Walk away from this problem. I'm like, and that's it. No boss fight. I was ready to go. Just walked away. Yeah. You don't have to fight him. Okay, so... I actually thought of another one now, and I'm going to make sure that I get it right. Um, because it was memorable because it was neat. Um, I'm going to, um, kind of, um, say a, kind of a spoiler, but not exactly, is, um... You can't go into this thinking that you'll be spoiler-free. That's not how this works. I, I know, I know. Um, gotta make sure I'm... Okay, is it him? I mean, we talk about things that are on the screen, so, like, that includes endings and secrets and yeah yeah okay so i'm going to instead call the character by the type of enemy otherwise it's a spoiler for something i know liz is going to eventually play Ooh. Oh. Um, so do not spoil it for liz yeah, we can. That we can do. Yeah, oh, okay. because I sing the praises of this game compared to the original, um, and that is the Harbingers. Um, the Harbinger in uh, Evil Within Two, and that character or enemy, I should say, is um, basically a firefighter. I uh, think like the. Kind of like, it's not, it's not the, god dang it, I can't remember the name of him now, now that I, I'm blanking on it, from the MGS3. The dude? Oh. Um, dude, the only good part of, I mean, at least the first Evil Within was when the credits rolled. That was my favorite mid-game boss. That wasn't a mid-game boss, that was the final boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me not, uh, no, me but the not offing myself before the credits was the real boss. Oh my god, right? But, um, no, he's like the, um... The cosmonaut in Metal Gear Solid Three, he fights you with the flamethrower. Oh. Um, but no, this is this was a, a boss fight I do remember because it's like so visually different. I'm trying to think if I know who this could be. You absolutely don't believe me. Uh, oh, okay. Are they in the first one? No. Oh, okay. No characters original to the second game and. Um, it hit, like, visual design, like, this is not what he looks like originally when you meet this character. So, yeah. Um, I was going to actually pick a different boss, but it would have been way more spoilery just by picking it. 
Um, and I didn't want to do that to you because that would kind of take away a little bit of the the joy that you would probably get out of the game because I was thrilled that it wasn't the end. They do a really nice bait and switch at the end of it or halfway through it with a boss and I really liked the boss. It was a fun fight. So, again, I I have to praise Evil Within 2 for being such a massive step above the original and doing so much more with how they play with environments and with... um, mixing Western-style horror and Japanese-style horror. So, Plus, I went through that game and missed out on weapons because you have to find them. So, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. As soon as my friend Liz is work, like she's working through or getting ready to start her um, law school finals this week, and it's two weeks long, um, she's going to come over at some point and we're going to, like, because she's going to need a break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's going to come over and we're going to play through the DLCs and then I'm uninstalling the first game forever. I will also note, too, that this particular mid-game villain... Well, I mean, okay. The one I was going to pick was actually legit the mid-game villain, but this is a mid-boss that becomes a a elite-type enemy through the latter half of the game, which was really cool for them to do because this is totally like built as a boss fight. And then later you end up encountering more of them in the outer world area. I'm like, okay, so that's like showing progression of your character's strength in the enemies that start appearing. Hmm. It transitions from a boss to a standard enemy. I want to ask a question, but it's a little off topic, so I'm not gonna. No, you can. I don't care. Just, does it all take place? It's spoilers for the ending of the first game, if anybody really cares. Uh... Does it all just take place in Sebastian's head again, or is it something, like, is it different, or is that just a spoiler that you don't want to talk about? Yes and no. That's the best part. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We can leave it at that. It's more dumb oh. bullshit in a more dumb bullshit way, but at least they explain it to you up front, so you're not like, what the fuck, the whole time. Oh, God. Thank you, because the ending of the first game, I was like, this is so undeserved no, of they're... an ending, and also, I was frustrated I'm going to tell... I have some things to talk about after we get done recording. No, that's fine. Uh, I will absolutely also say Evil Within 2's ending is so much more satisfying. Okay. Like, it is genuinely satisfying the way they handle a lot of elements in it. Um, Okay, cool. But yeah, I feel like that game got totally ignored because the first one, like, kind of was a huge letdown. I don't know. Do you know how many, like, scariest games lists it ends up on? Like, I'm baffled. It makes me angry, actually. Wait, the first one or the second one? The first one! No, that's bullshit. It makes me angry. That's bullshit. That's that's grade A calcified bullshit. That game is not that scary. (laughs) The second one, however, scares the shit out of me sometimes. Look, if you even go to, if you just Google scariest games of all time, the first one is on there. Like, in the first ten games. Nah, I'm good. It does it's not listed before PT. How dare what? dare they? Say what? Okay. what? I don't think I can trust this one because this one also put Limbo on there, and that one's not really scary. No, Limbo is tension-filled, not horror-filled. Yeah, so it, they put The Last of Us on here? I can't trust this list. Still, That's also tension, not... tension gives me anxiety. Yes, well then don't you dare watch Mad Max Fury Road. Gives me anxiety. Yes, it would. There's there's a scene designed to do that in that movie where they literally drop every other frame to uh, make your brain think it's skipping a beat and forcibly in the uh, in the storm. Uh, No, it's it's in the um, in the compound when he's being chased. Oh, that entire that whole scene. Also, did part of I think they did some of that in the um, sandstorm. They did do some of it there, but the the big push was there where they first did it because it makes all the people chasing him look way more jagged and jumpy. And I would watch that in theaters and was like, why do I feel so uneasy right now? This isn't okay. It's like, I took my meds. What's happening? I can't trust <laughs> any of these lists because this list has... Uh... So, I mean, I'm not mad. I'm not as offended by this list because it doesn't have the evil within on it, but it has um, Resident Evil 4, which isn't actually scary. Um, it has... Uh, Alan Wake, which isn't actually scary. It's just tense. Um, I don't know about the rest of these, but... Look, I'm just... 
You should make your own list then. I know it's all subjective, but a lot of these are like scariest ever. This oh, this one has Dead Rising on it. No. Oh, <laughs> Dead Rising does not deserve. There's like old games like that one. How about that? That frightening for you? Oh God. <laughs> That's the Sega Genesis for you, pal. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I need oh that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, like I know that they're all subjective, but also like yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> they're all subjective. They can't be that fright. They can all be frightening to you, except for maybe you, Dead Rising. Once you put a clown mask on top of a zombie, you really sort of kill the mood. <laughs> Literally, the way like I I actually just put um. <laughs> Uh, I watched my sister's boyfriend play, and they put a horse mask on and couldn't figure out how to take it off. So it's just like these super serious, like cutscenes with him with a horse, <laughs> a horse oh, mask no. on. Oh yeah, no, I went through that <laughs> like, whole game wearing the Servbot helmet. Yeah, I wore the like the giant Lego head helmet. Yeah, that's the Servbot. Oh yeah, I just From... got it out of the toy store and was like. <laughs> fun couldn't take it off I was like all right i guess this is how it's going oh, this is life now <laughs> this is my life now yeah no the surfboards from Mega Man legends i love i love those all They're... right we got a little off topic yes, um, we did. and i don't think tiff has gone yet <laughs> i have not i have been waiting patiently it's okay i enjoy listening to you guys talk Yay. um i do have a couple of uh mid bosses that I, I did enjoy um so the first one actually i'm gonna go a little bit you know, off, we were we were just doing horror games and all that, and I'm going to go into RPG Adventure. Um, the Dragon Age series. I really liked all of the dragon bosses, like, in all three games. I so never I think... finished any Dragon Age game. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, know. I think I got about 30 hours into Origin, and I was really enjoying it, but... Only 30 hours. <laughs> well, I spent a lot of hours just playing in the character creator because I modded it. And so I was like, uh, I gave myself new hair and tattoos and stuff. And Yeah! So... I think that one's from the first one. Yeah, those are both from the first game. Um, I think that might be the Flemeth dragon. Anyway, they're... Flemeth? No, All of the dragons so. in that game are incredibly difficult but oh so satisfying when you finally do beat them yes yes those are from that one's from the third game and my favorite part about the the dragons in the third game is how cat-like they are like you're fighting them and in the middle of it completely you know annihilating your party i, I look at it and i'm like oh it's bouncing around like a big kitty. Oh my god. <laughs> now is not the time. Now is not the time to be admiring the athleticism of these dragons, Tiffany. <laughs> it is always the time. It is always the time. I love them. And even though I died a lot, and I mean a lot, they I had a lot of fun with all of those all of those bosses. Uh, my husband actually ended up finding a workaround, and he could solo the dragons oh with my God. his setup. And I'm like, bruh. So he cheated. <laughs> no, it was all part of the game. It just, he set his character up in a way that made it so that he could one, you know, one man solo the dragon. It took a little bit, but he didn't die. Mm. Yes. For some also reason, when you mentioned game. when you mentioned Divinity, like cat-like race, like, and your husband, like, okay, so your husband found like what a dragon nip and threw it at him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, he ended up doing like a he had a mage character and ended up running a an arcane warrior build on it, and so like uh, he ended up having. The most ridiculous health regeneration stat ever. So, like, every time he hit the dragon, his health regenerated, or his his uh, shields or something. Like, 
something went up faster than the dragon could take his health away. Okay. So, it, so he just he, had like insane regen. Yeah, pretty much. He just he just went through a cycle of just damaging the dragon and gaining health and damaging the dragon and gaining gaining health. And <laughs> he ended up just being like, you know what? I don't even need a party. They are holding me back. <laughs> and so he'd be like, I'm going out to kill a dragon. I don't need you guys. And then just go out by himself. Oh, you guys, I'm going home. Three guys, I'm going home. But Hark, yeah. don't you need a warrior to defend yourself? Nah, bruh. Nah. It's cool. <laughs> Man, it's my you just right? Like, uh... Um... Another series that I was... Well, I say series, but another game that I really enjoyed the mid-bosses in was uh, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that that is a classic. We And... Wow. First of all, rude. <laughs> got him. Fighting words. Them's fighting words, sir. That's why I said got him. <laughs> I only um, know mid bosses in that game because I have not finished that game. It it was it was a good one. I think I beat it eight times. Wait, um, which is the mid boss? Because Brandon and um, <laughs> I haven't um beat the game yet. I have I... not finished a single Legend of Zelda game I'll have you know. Okay. So either. pretty much I think the mid bosses for that game <laughs> would be considered the temple bosses. Yeah. I would I would argue any of the temple I mean, bosses are a mid boss. And then the temples themselves also have mid bosses, so like I don't know. Yeah, cuz like each temple has and each temple that you go through has its boss at the end of the temple. Yes. And then so... it's also got a mini boss like towards the middle of it. So, like, I don't know. Like, if we're going towards any of the temple bosses, then my favorite in that game was actually the Shadow Temple boss, the Bongo Bongo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because it was fun. Especially when I had the little, the feeties on with the wings. And, like, every time he banged the drum, oh, with like, the hands. Bounced, yeah, yeah. Hover a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was always really fun. And and then, except when he grabs you and then like tosses you into lava or something, this is that's that's not as fun. That's rude. <laughs> it's super rude. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> and then uh, they did that go... same boss actually in Wind Waker, I believe, except they made him into like a like a Legends of the Hidden Temple kind of thing, and you had to throw bombs into his mouth. Yeah, something like that. Well, that. That was also kind of in part to uh, the main boss in Dodongo's Cavern. Yeah, yeah. Towards the beginning of the game. I mean, I'm just saying, like, they kind of remade that boss in Wind Waker is what I'm getting at. I think they kind of merged the two bosses together for Wind Waker, yeah. Um, If we're going to go by mid-bosses of the temples themselves as a mid-boss, I think my favorite one was Dark Link. Yeah, oh, that's a fun I mean that's it's just like the the perfect example of, um, literally the game pitting you against yourself. Exactly, you have to you have to be better than what you were doing. And I think that boss fight is another reason why people just absolutely hate the Water Temple. Just every time you 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 talk about these games or anything, and you you mention oh yeah, and then the Water Temple, there's just this. Audible. <gasps> no, it's the well, swimming mechanics. Anyone who's gotten that far to the water temple. The swimming cough, mechanics suck in that cough. game. <laughs> the, the, honestly, I hated the the water temple because I didn't like the swimming mechanics in it with the way the camera worked. Fair. That That's like what yeah. irked me the entire time. Like, it doesn't matter what Zelda game it is. It's always the water temple nobody likes. Yeah. It's because the just... water temple is generally puzzly. Well, it's the it's the sewer level of the game, and everyone hates sewer levels too. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I don't know. I like the water temples only because, like, like I said, they're puzzly. Like you gotta figure them out like a puzzle. They might be a little bit, you know, long and tedious, but yeah, most people don't like the water temples. I'll, I know, at least for myself, it's so easy to get lost in the water temple. Yeah. 
Especially well, in Ocarina Time, that one had a you just get, uh, get lost. Yeah, it totally yeah. added to it for me because I got turned around fighting with the freaking controls and the camera. So all of that was just like the melting pot of middle fingers to that game for me. <laughs> Not why I didn't finish it, though. The only <laughs> temple I didn't finish was the uh, spirit temple. That boss fight was really fun. I don't remember why. I, I think something came out and I was like, I'm going to play this now and never went back to it. <laughs> I know as far as like rewards for a mid-boss, my personal favorite is from Dead Rising. Because um, it's the first psychopath you actually get to write fight that's not plot-based. And it's Adam the Clown. Ah, uh, yes. Clown. And you get the blue mini chainsaw. Mm -hmm. That thing so you is have dope. a portable cha a chainsaw, but now it's portable. Now and it's um, if you, you, the guy you rescue gives you a shortcut through the mall. Prizes. Yes. You gotta go find a tunnel inside of one of the bathrooms, but it doesn't become active until he unlocks it for you. Correct. Well, yeah, he had the key. Also, on a neat note, they um, have you fight his brother in Dead Rising 2, who is also a crazy clown man. Does on he stilts. also give you a blue mini chainsaw? Uh, he does give you a unique chainsaw for the game, yeah. What is it with these clown brothers and their chainsaws? <laughs> they juggle chainsaws. There's a but reason the second... they're called yeah. psychopaths. <laughs> ah. Um, but I will say this. His brother in two is way easier than Adam the Clown is in, in one. Yes. Yes, he was. Evan. No like. It was Evan was his brother. Yeah, Evan the Clown. Evan no was easier. like. Well, he got on these big stilts, and the yeah. thing is, those stilts were actually, it made it so that way it was harder to hit him because oh, you no. always had to aim up. But it, it wasn't it, a chainsaw, it was like a flamethrower thing you got from him. <laughs> um, but the thing is that the stilts would get caught on a lot of the graphics, so he could get himself caught in a, in weird ways to get to, so you could easily target him. Yeah. Added Clown just sucks because he's coming at you with a chainsaw. Oh, he's, and... he does like the spinning tornado bullshit with him. The spinning lyric. And the thing is, is that he, um, is that he's the first boss. So if you're going into the game fresh, he is one, to, uh, you have like very little health and not a whole lot of inventory space to go into deal with him. And since he's the first boss, that means that you haven't, more than likely, you haven't unlocked the gun shop. So you don't have any firearms either. Yeah. No, uh, he sucks. And the gun shop boss he, also sucks. He, he wrecks you hard. Don't like. Although when you beat him, he just falls on his chainsaws. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Live by the chainsaw, die by the chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. ICP for a reason. <laughs> uh, anyone got any more? Like weird mid bosses and such? Yeah. That I can think of. Or one. I'll think of like twenty-five more tonight. Hey, what are you doing? It's like afterwards, just like, oh, that would have been a good one. Yeah. <laughs> There's like... Okay, come here, um, buddy. I was about to say with the one from Suikoden 2, Luca Bike, but he's a mid-boss based on game's length. He's actually one of the major bosses you deal with, so he's not exactly a mid-boss. I've, uh, I've got a fat cat oh. in my hands right now. Is it... Is it Epper? It's Esper. Aww. He bad boy. In big chunk. Um, the the were shark in Vampire the Masquerade was a fun one. Which <laughs> yeah. one? Like which game? The uh, Bloodlines. Okay. The original mm -hmm. Bloodlines game. Like you go into Chinatown and you have to fight the were shark, which is terrifying, but also a lot of fun, and it does change up the combat mechanics just a little bit I had a katana by then though so like you know I murdered him <laughs> you murked him good murked him good, good. I, I wonder if it counts as a mid boss XCOM 2 no maybe maybe not That's in XCOM 2 at some point you get to deal with these uh, sectoid pods which are basically um, like giant walkers I would um, say they, they are. Pop, 
the thing is that they can they can because they can randomly pop up in certain missions later, but it comes off it, it, the first time you deal with it. It's definitely boss type, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. that that falls into the same setup as the Harbinger in Evil Within Two. You fight one of them in a as a as a boss, but then later they become standard enemy. Well, that's okay. the thing too, like in Monster Hunter or. Mm-hmm. Uh, why can't I think of the name right now? Oh my god. God Eater. There we go. Oh, okay. So, like, because in XCOM 2, there's the Andromedans, and they suck to deal with, but they're not exactly a mid-boss. It's just a really, really tough regular enemy that you have to deal with, because you have to kill them twice. Um, yeah. The second part that I loved is because it's this giant at-at-like walker that's just can unload <laughs> an awful lot of damage on you. But... Because the game of XCOM 2 is a tactical-based game, if you have a character with a high enough hacking skill, they can just... And, they have a, and they're with a hacking support characters. They can just hack it, and then all of a sudden, well, the boss is mine now. Gotta deal with it, everybody else. Yay! <laughs> Ugh, that was so fun, because like, if you do it right, you can just have him plow... Uh, just plow a straight passing way to get to, the, to wherever you need to go. Oh, yes. Yes, you're in my way. Um, let's see if I can find a picture real quick. But it is a boss, because in one of the DLCs, you have to fight one of them as the boss. Um, and that is kind of a rough fight if you get it too early in the game. But if you win... You get to um, ah, yeah, yeah. next for you. And I guess for, um, but yeah, that thing is uh, you can't see it well in this picture, but those legs extend to uh, thirty feet tall. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah, uh, they, they big boys. Big and, boys. Uh, they can do a lot of damage. And then, you know, if you're just... Because it's a tactical game, if you can do it, you could just hack them, and then now they're yours for a while. And it's just <laughs> kind of funny to watch as the entire enemy units have to turn their gun. They're pointing at you first, and then all of a sudden they turn around because they have to deal with this guy first. They're like, oh! Oh, no! Oh, no, this plant backfired so badly. Yeah, um, that, that's a good time right there, what you described. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good time. Uh, I, I had mentioned God Eater earlier, yeah. and, and it reminded me of another series of mid-bosses I enjoyed. Um, it's kind of, I want to say it's a newer game, but it's not really a newer game, but it's the same creators who did God Eater. Um, uh, Code Vein. Ah, uh, yes, the Souls-like. The Souls-like game. I have that, but I haven't gotten out of the character creator. <laughs> I love the character creator in that it's game. So it's amazing. Fun. And there's like a like a billion options. I have like yes. here. I'll show you even just a few of the ones that I've done. Oh my gosh! Yes, me my... trying to make my original characters. In my character is she's got many different colored outfits. Oh, it's a bit I'm... ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to show these. They're so fun. Yeah, Jackie the... uh, made a made a motif of like a discarded robot doll. So like that's just the way she designed her character. So it's it was got... pretty cute. Yeah. Um, but the mid bosses of that game are also uh, really fun. Also, I love how the different lighting can make the like outfits look different. Yeah, there's a couple of colors on there, though, that are, like, they are so bright. Yes, like that. That was... I love that game. That's my girl, Nova. I was going to say, is that your cyberpunk? It is. My girl. Be cute. So, did you mod that for extra outfits and all that? No, you can just go into the character creator and just remove aspects of their clothing. Oh. 
So if you go, yeah, if you go into the outfit and you put them in one, and then you go into like the advanced options, you can like take off like part certain of the elements, certain pieces on Ooh. some of them. Yeah. So you, like the like the first one that I heard, like the of the first one of the girl with the ponytail. Oh my god! Right. Both ponytails. Well, with the black neck thing. <laughs> Holy shit. They both see, have like, black the, neck things. The choker. You can see the ruffle around the, um, the ruffle around the, the chest in the, the last picture that I sent and how it isn't in the one above that. Yeah. You can just take that ruffle off in the huh. character creator. I don't think the advanced options were in the PlayStation 4 version, which is oh. what I own it on. So that's probably why I'm like, what? Oh no, yeah, that, that's would... there. It might have been patched in later, but that's that's what uh, I, I played oh, with that. Oh, you know what? It's probably, it was probably a later patch because I played it when it first came out. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I got it, I got it for super cheap on PC. <laughs> so... Well, I mean, you know, for like for like four dollars, yeah, I'll play in the character creator. And I'm I was a huge fan of them incorporating, like, because it's the same creators of God Eater and the God Eater franchise. I like how they incorporated, even though it's a completely different style and setup, how they kind of merged them. Like, I'm not going to go into detail on it because you know spoilers, but. I, I was pretty appreciative of it. Nice. What I also loved is there's holiday options in the in the character creator. So you can literally have like you can put reindeer antlers on your character with a giant wreath hanging from their choker. Oh and my god. Like a Santa hat if you want. It's wild. It's wild up in here. Oh, you guys should do a, a favorite character creation system <gasps> podcast. I have a good one for that one, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we can add it. Leo is a Fallout. No, Fallout is kind of eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind I mean, of it's eh. An, there are options. We can do more. There's always room. <laughs> I think we've tapped this one subject out though for now. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah. is going to be terrible because I know after the podcast we're like, ooh, 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 I got one. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, there's always like more. Any and all Final Fantasy games. Like, I could even go into MMO mid-dungeon bosses. Oh, that's getting awfully meta. I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well. This is totally a mid-boss. No, 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 Leo. That's just really hard for you personally, and only you, on this one particular fight. I, I'm, Everyone else did it really well. I, not my words. You, you said it, not me. Uh, Your words. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Don't forget you can check out a videocast version on youtube.com slash yieldtomato. You'll also find links in the description there for our speakers. Hopefully you'll join us again for more of the magic we all enjoy on the screen. Take care, everybody. I won't. Bye. Um, Bye. Bye.